0: amen so five preachers for you tonight it's not going to be long it's going to be nice and easy these uh these are preachers i want to call up right now they have been they have been a great testimony they have proven themselves and they're getting ready it's gonna be the first time preaching amen and come on amen god's gonna use them so get ready give a hand as brother Jaime comes up come on brother Jaime, amen you may be seated tonight
1: You're right here, hallelujah! <laughs> uh, amen, church. Amen. So, I'm nervous, as you can see. Woo, it's my first time. Fun to see all you guys. You know, just um, I'm uh, my title today is trusting Him in all we do. You know, I'm gonna open up with uh, Psalms verse nine. I mean, nine chapter nine verse ten. You know, and uh, give me an amen when we're all there. You know, and this is just just a privilege, you know, an honor just to be up here. You know, I'm grateful, you know, just letting God just move in me right now. It's just awesome. So in the word it says, and those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Let us pray. Father God, I just come before you now, Father God. I just thanking you, Father God, for this honor and privilege for being up here, Father God. And I thank you, Father God. Just anoint my lips right now, Father God. Give me the words, Father God. Just let Your Holy Spirit flow through me, Father God. And I just thank Pastor Adrian, Pastor Daniel, and Father God for giving me the privilege to be up here in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. 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 So how can we trust? How can we trust in Him and all we do? He's worthy. He's worthy to be trusted. You know not. He's worthy to be trusted in, you know, in all that we do. You know, we give it all to Him every morning that we wake up, you know, even through the through the bad or through the good. We trust in Him. You know, we give Him all the honor and the glory, you know. Not to lean on our own understanding, you know, trust in Him. Trust in Him in all we do, you know. You know, sometimes we have things that we go through, you know, that we... You know, we lean on our own understanding. You know, when He's right there, you know He'll never leave us or forsake us. You know, going back in, in the Bible, you know He's there for whoever seeks Him. You know, we seek Him. We need to we need to seek Him and not lean on our own judgment, on our own understanding, on what we do. You know, there will be things in our life where you know the situation happens, and you know it, you know you think it's all good. The picture's painted good for you. You know, you lean on it, and then what happens? You, you, start, you start missing out on things, you know, coming to church, you know, missing out on your ministry and what you have to do for the things of God, you know. And what, when, what happens is, you know, you start losing that trust. You know, you start falling on your own understanding when you, continue, when you need to, you know, build yourself and move forward, you know, keep going, keep pushing forward, you know, trusting him. You know, things might be tough, but, you know, you come to realize that he's there for you, he'll never leave you, you know, Amen. It's because, because we, look, we look at our circumstances, both good and bad, and we accept to see a deeper trust within uh, trust and understanding within us, you know. And with that is it's going go on to saying that, you know, even through our good, you know, we praise him. Through our bad, we praise him because there will be a day that something hits, you know, something bad hits, you know, and we got to put our trust in him in anything that we do, you know. And even in our good, when he continues, uh, blessing us, blessing us, you know, give us blessings. Hey, Pastor, he just blessed me with this. Amen, you know. You know, it's because you put your trust in him. You, you, you know, you move forward in what you have to do. You know, even in your bad, Pastor, I'm going through this. I'm going through this. Or even through your 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 director, you know. Hey, uh, you know, Brother Alonzo, you know, I'm going, I'm struggling with this, you know. And, you know, same thing, you know, just keep your trust, you know, and just move forward, you know, trust in him, you know, and he'll be there. Um, and it says uh, right here, it says, because, you know, God will put obstacles in our lives. You know, he'll put obstacles, you know, in our way, you know, he'll test us, you know, in that fire. You know, he'll test us with trials, you know, that he has in our lives, you know, and, and it's up to, you know, it's up to us, you know, to overcome those trials, to overcome those obstacles in our life, you know. And, and you know, and I've been through one of those trials, you know, you know, when I, when I first came into the home, you know, it was, it was, it was hard for me, you know, it was hard for me to, you know, leave what I had going for myself, you know, but God had a greater plan for me. You know, I, I, I you know, I trusted him. I, I didn't lean on my own understanding. You know, I put all my faith, my trust in him. I took that step, you know, and, and, and if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here right now today. You know, out here, just, you know, you know, out here preaching to you guys, you know, like that, you know? and it's just a privilege being right here. Cause what, cause what I had going, you know, what I had doing, you know, some of you know that, you know, I had I had a job, I was, fine I was taking care of my parents, you know, and that was a struggle for me, you know, I didn't know what to do, you know, I got on the phone, hey pastors, you know, I'm going through things, I don't know what to do, I was ready to give up, you know, give up on everything, I was, I, you know, I wanted to leave the church, I wanted, you know, just to go hang out with friends and this and that, you know, but I had, you know, there was just another voice in my head saying, don't. You know, don't. You know, and I took that. You know, I had that courage. I had that courage. You know, you know, I got the phone. I called Pastor Edgy. You know, I was hey, Pastor. You know, I'm going through this. I'm tired. I'm done. You know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do this no more. You know, and and it, and it just struck me too. It was like, you know, what about my parents? You know, but God continue moving. God continue to move. You know, and He's like, He goes, you know, just just come to the home right now. I'll have Alonzo go get you you know, and just figure it out from there, and I was like, okay, amen, you know, so I put my trust in it, and then I go, a couple days later, you know, uh, my sister was getting married, and, you know, her husband, you know, told me, he said, hey, don't worry about nothing, I got it, it's all covered, and I was like, oh, wow, amen, you know, like, the struggle's, the struggle's gone, and I know, I know I can worry about myself, I can worry about myself, and, you know, where God's going to take me, you know, and, you know, he's moving. He's moving every day in my life, and I can give him all the honor and the glory. You know, there was a, you know, there was a day where, out of nowhere, where I woke up one day, and it's like, why am I here? Why am I here? You know, and I was going to the day, went through prayer, was praying, and Alonzo came. He gave a Bible study. You know, he gave a Bible study, and then after the Bible study, he called three, three of us out of the room. It was me and two other brothers he goes, okay, I'm going to teach you guys how to do a Bible study. And I was like, wow, like, amen. Like, the devil knows how to mess with the mind, you know. you know. And then that day, Sunday, when Pastor was preaching on the mind, it was just, it hit me. I was like, wow, you know, it was, it was, you know, it just hit me good. And he's like, you know, had me thinking. is like, you know, God has a bigger and better purpose for me. And it's to trust in him and all that we do, you know, in our daily walk with him, you know. And even though we're not in the churches, you know, we're out there. You know, Alonzo is talking about how we should have a, you know, our testimony, our public testimony, you know, when we're out there, you know, and it is true, like, you know, when we're out there, we trust in him and, you know, just preach his gospel and bring, you know, bring people in that need the word, you know, like, you know, that's why we have the men, the women's home, you know, so we, so they have somebody to rely on to, you know, put their trust in God, you know, amen, and all we do. And you know, that's, you know, that's what I have, you know, right here is just, you know, everything that we do, we go forward and, and, you know, and trusting him and, you know, even in our good and our bad, you know, and that's what, that's what I have today right there for you guys. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So I'm going to call up our our next speaker, uh, Lucia. She's going to come and lay it down.
2: Um, I have to put the timer on because I will take a long time. Pastor knows that. So I got to And First, I want to thank God that I did not fall on the way up here, first of all. <laughs> and um, just want to thank you guys for coming out here to listen to whoever you came out here to listen to. Um, I see a lot of new faces, so I'm encouraged because um, it was a rainy day and I thought, gosh, There's not going to be nobody there. I'm like, thank God, I'm already nervous. But um, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you, dear God. I ask you right now, dear God, that you will just open up their minds, Father God, that they will receive, Father God, that the words that I say will be from you and not for myself, dear God. In the name of Jesus, that your spirit will just touch them, Lord. Amen. Okay. (sighs) Okay, I'll start now, seven minutes. So, um, first, I want to thank God. For picking me up out of the miry clay, I was lost and bound, you know, in a hard place when I first came to the Lord. Um, I was pregnant from my daughter Sonia, Pastor Sonia, and I just didn't have any direction. I came to Pastor Ruben's church as a teenager, and um, I stayed there ever since. So if you guys are young, you know, God has something for you. He can do something in your life. You don't have to be older. You could come to the Lord as a teenager. You know, I also want to thank Pastor Edgy and Pastor Sonia for giving me the opportunity to be up here and to impart in you something, you know. So what I want to talk to you about right now is that the Bible says that as a man thinketh, in his heart so is he. And that's in Proverbs 23.7. I want to ask you tonight, what's on your mind what, what do you think of most of the time? Are you thinking of negative thoughts or positive thoughts? You know, every day when you wake up, you wake up and, you know, what's the first thing on your mind? You know, what, what thoughts do you let come into your mind? Do you get control of them? Do you say, God, you know, I'm thinking today of crazy things like, you know, um, the brother was saying, thoughts just come into our mind. You know, we're like, where'd that come from? You still have to get a hold of them, and you have to say, God, help me. I don't want to think those things. I want to think good today. I want to do good today. When you go to sleep, you also want to, you know, ask God to let you sleep good, to have good dreams, because in your dreams, they also take a hold of your mind, you know, and it's powerful, the thoughts that come, most of the time, they're negative thoughts. They're not good thoughts. We have to work on having good thoughts, you know, every day, um... When we get up, we have to ask God, gird up my mind. You know, um, the battle is always in our mind. The the Bible says that in the New Testament, tells us clearly on what sort of things we should be thinking of. You know, if you feed yourself negativity, anger, self-pity, that's what you will be. You know, if you feed yourself good things, you know, and great things, then that's what you're going to produce. So you have to tell yourself, no, I'm not that loser everybody says I am. You know, no, I'm not that person that, you know, sometimes parents, you know, in the world, they could be mean. I remember my mom, she just used to cuss a lot. Everything was negative, so that's what we became, my sisters and I. We went out partying and doing everything that she called us. But that was because that's what we thought we should do, you know. But I don't tell my kids that. I And I know my daughters, my sons, all of them, you know, they, they try and treat their kids different. And, you know, I thank God for that because we broke that. Shame that had us bound to do bad. You know, so um, there's nothing hard to figure out about what we um, are and where we are headed in the physical and in the spiritual. Tonight, I want to tell you that no matter where you have been and what has been put into your mind through your life, Jesus came to give us a new life. It's up to you to start exercising the gift that He has given us. You know, He's given us a life, a life more abundantly. You know, and you say, well, how do I exercise my mind? There's four things that you can do. Um, First of all, you have to learn all you can about Jesus. Read his word. He will tell you what you you can do. You spend time in prayer. You know, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Believe in what you have learned. And finally, it's not enough to read, to pray, and to believe. Anybody can do that. Okay, you have to put it into action. Nothing will take place if you don't put it into action. You can create or do something good, but until you use it, it becomes useless. So, you know, you can say, oh, I have all these talents. Are you using them? If you're not, they're useless. So, you know, just think about it. Whatever God has given me to do, I need to go out and do it, or else I'm useless. You know, and I'm not telling you're useless. Don't do that. Do the opposite, okay? Okay. So, um, it starts and ends with you, you are, you know, um, what you're going to do, are you going to use your talent or let it waste away year after year, you know, what will you do with the gift? God has given us Jesus Christ. He has given us a new life, you know, um. Don't let it be said about you that your life was a waste of talent because in reality, you have greatness in you. Learn how to use it. In Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if anything worth praise, dwell on these things. The things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Did you hear he said, practice these things? You know, everything, everything in life is in the Bible. You don't have to worry. If, you, if you're if you sick, read healing scriptures. If you're sad, read scriptures and you know, in Psalms, in Proverbs. If you need wisdom, you know, a lot of times that's mainly what we need is wisdom because a lot of times we make crazy mistakes. But if you were to go to the Bible, I'm serious. The Bible, you open it up, and you're like, wow, God just, he he knows exactly what I'm going through, you know, and he will guide you and direct you. You know, God is awesome because, you know, anything that we put our hands to do, he will help us, but you need to learn how to do those things. Nothing comes easy. Pastor, I remember that, you know, a while back, um, he had preached when he had just started, and now I hear him, and it's like he is just, so seasoned, he knows how to preach so good, you know, but everything, everything that you do, if you want to start a business, if you go to a job, do it 110, 120 percent, because you're representing God, you're doing it unto God, not unto yourself, and you know what, because you do things in excellence, you will stand out, just as, you know, David done everything in excellence, Daniel done everything in excellence, if you do that, You know, the sky's the limit, but don't let anybody tell you that you're nothing. If somebody tells you that, just laugh at them and say, yeah, I was, but not no more. Okay, God bless you guys. I want to call up Josh.
3: Amen. Hallelujah. I want to open up with a prayer this night. Father God, I come before you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, I just pray, Father God, that you put me aside, Father God, that your Holy Spirit speak, Father God, less of me and more of you, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given me, Father God, to speak in front of my brothers and sisters, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, Before I even speak, I just want to thank God for everything he's done into my life. I came into this church very lost, worldly strung out, strung out on drugs. Um, when I was 19, I started slamming heroin. And and uh, four years, I gave my life to a needle. I was just completely sold out to satisfy my own flesh or my sinful nature. And, and um, I got tired, you know, I got tired. I was like, man, there's got to be more to life to this. I would just wake up with no purpose, no dignity, lost in life, just confused and just like, man, where is my life really going to go? Amen. I'm going to die for sure. I'm going to die by the time I hit forty, or I'm gonna end up in prison, or that's my, that's that's where I'm gonna lead to for sure. And um, there was just something missing, and I just needed, I just needed something new. I needed something new in life. I needed one chance. I realized that when I came to the home, I didn't need, I didn't need for my family to help me. I didn't need them to let them live with me for another month. I didn't need a job. I didn't need for my connect to front me another half piece so I can get back on my feet and be on deck. I didn't need another woman. I didn't need any of that. I needed Jesus. Jesus fulfilled me. That's what I needed. And see, that that completed me. Here, I'm going to go with Isaiah. Watch. He knows what I'm talking about. Whoops. Isaiah 28, the word of God says, 28-28. Isaiah chapter 28 verse 16, the word of God says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts in him will never be dismayed. I read that and I was, I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. I asked, I called my director right away. I'm like, Hey, what does this mean? And and he started explaining to me and it was saying that the way they used to build Back in these days, say they wanted to build this church. First, they would lay out a cornerstone. You see, the the, the foundation, they know they are going to build, and then they put a cornerstone. And that cornerstone is where they started. And then from there, they would build. You see, they lay the cornerstone, and from there, they would build. And I was like, oh, my God, that's Jesus. Amen. That's what you need. That is your key. You need to trust in Jesus. That is your cornerstone. Trusting in Jesus. Amen. You got to trust in them. With all your heart. You see, when you begin to trust in Jesus, you begin to put the word into practice. Amen? When you begin to trust in Jesus, you think about what you speak. Amen? When you begin to trust in Jesus, you say, you know what? I'm going to finish this. I'm going to finish what I started. Amen? When you begin to trust in Jesus, you know what? I'm going to restore my dignity. Amen? Amen? You begin to trust in Jesus and say, You know what, God? You're going to restore the broken relationships with my kids. Amen. When you begin to trust in Jesus, you say, You know what? I'm going to be that father you called me to be. Amen. When you begin to trust in Jesus, you say, You know what? My family's going to come to church. My family's going to be saved. My kids, my wife, everyone. Amen. When you begin to trust in Jesus, God will call you to be that woman he called you to be. Amen. And this leads me to 1 Peter 2 6. 1 Peter 2, 6, yes, the Word of God says, For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to, put into shame. Amen? The cornerstone. You see, now to you who believe, in, uh, to believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe. And I was like, man, to those who believe. You see, I came into the home believing in God. You know, I, I seen what God could do. I seen, I seen Him move in many people's lives. I, I seen the Holy, the Holy Spirit knock me out. You know, and and I began to believe. You know, I thought that was all fake. Like, like man, what the heck? Why are these people falling? You know, and I felt the power of the Holy Spirit, and and you know, and I, you know, and I just coming to church, God opened up my eyes. Coming to the home, God opened up my eyes. Like, you know what? I believe, God, I believe. And you see, like six months into the home, I was going for it, believing, boom. But I was leaning onto my understanding. I was eager to leave. I wanted to work. I wanted to do this and that. I had my whole planned out. And, um, but God broke me down. And he stopped me. He's like, no, you're not. You're not going to go. You're not going to go anywhere. I'm not finished with you. And, 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 and it made me realize, you see, believing in God is not enough. Anyone can believe in God. You can come to church and believe in God. You can be in the men's home and believe in God. You can be in the women's home and believe in God. But do you trust God? Amen. Do you trust God? Do you trust God with all your heart? Do you trust God that he's going to lead you to to that great path that he has you on? Do you really trust God? Yes, you believe in him. Even the Jews believed in God, in Jesus. The Jews would see the the, the miracles um, performed by Jesus, but they didn't trust him. Amen? You see, they they believed in him, but they didn't trust him. Amen? And this is where they lack. I get caught in my mouth. (laughs) Every time I do Bible Said the men's all got like two water bottles. No. But um, you see, now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who don't believe, the stone the builders reject has become a capstone, a stone that co- a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobeyed the message, which also what they were destined for. You see, you can come into this, you can come into being a new believer in Christ and believe in God. But you see, they didn't trust in God. And that's where you messed up because you didn't start from the beginning. And then you're going to go six, seven months, eight months. You're into your walk and you didn't ever trust in God. You just believed in him. And that caused you to fall. Amen. And you got to ask yourself, what is it going to take for me to trust in God? You have to surrender yourself. You have to surrender your own desires. You have to surrender it all. You say, you know what, God, I'm trading it. I'm going to trust in you. I can't see it right now. I know you got something great for me. I'm just going to trust in you and I surrender it all. My own desires, God, I'm going to let it go and I'm going to trust in you, and I'm going to pick up my cross and allow my old self, my past, to be crucified. Amen? Amen. But I want to leave you guys with that. Amen? Trust in God. Don't just believe in God. Trust in Him. And surrender everything so you can trust in God. Amen? Amen, that's it. Uh, We call up Sister Sam.
4: Amen. Thank you guys for letting me be here to share the word with you. Um, I just want to talk tonight about it's the season to respond. I believe that we're all in a season to respond. I believe that God is calling us to respond. If you're new to the church, God is calling you to respond to him. In some way, somehow, some form, it doesn't matter. I believe that we're in a season right now to respond. I believe that God has created everything to respond to something. Like we have the trees that respond to the wind. We have sharks that respond to blood. We have sheep that respond to the shepherd. I believe that God is calling us this season now to respond. So if we could just open up to John chapter 10 and uh, verse 2. It says, But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity, God, just to get to know you and and just be in your house today, Father. For there's so many other places that we once were, God, but you have chosen us for this day. I pray that you would just take over and let your word be powerful, God, and let it be something that somebody needs to hear in here today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I believe that God is calling us to respond right now. I believe that this is a season that we need to respond, especially with the transition with the church, everything. I just, I just feel it in my spirit that God is calling us to respond. What does God want us to respond to his love? Number one thing is when we come into the house of God, God desires for us to respond to his love. Adam, He walked with God. He responded to God's love. God loved him. He created the earth. He said, here, you're going to rule over this. You're going to do this. He said, name this and name that. So Adam responded to the love that God had for him when he created the world and everything in it for Adam to name, to rule over, to do those things. He responded to that. He responded to that love. But ultimately, in the end, he was disobedient. So his response determined the outcome of his life. I believe that we have to understand that the way that we come into the house of God, and the way that we respond to what we're receiving, what we're learning, what God is doing in our life, is going to determine how far we really go, how far we really allow God to operate and to move and to change our lives, and what we even really allow Him to do with us. You know, so I believe that in that He 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 had the opportunity to respond and, and let God fulfill His desire for Him as a man and as His creation, because we are God's ultimate creation, we are His image, we are His sons, His daughters that he created us to respond to him. And that's what it's saying right here is the sheep. He knew when the shepherd was calling, he knew his voice. We, as his children, have to understand, have to know the voice of God when God is calling us to something, and we have to respond. We can't just say, oh, I know Lord, the Lord wants me to do this, or I know God is telling me to do this, or God wants me to do this. He desires a response from us as his daughters and as his sons. So we need to respond to that love, our, the salvation that God has given to us, the ultimate sacrifice of giving his son to show us his love. How could we not want to respond to that? I mean, a lot of people just say, oh, it's good to be here in the house of God, and I'm glad to be here. But we need to, as his sons and his daughters, as his chosen children, as his people, need to respond to that love. We need to go and share that love with other people, give that love to other people. That's the response that we need to make as his children in response to his love. God desires us to respond to the call. One of the greatest things that I think I ever read about in the Word was when Paul responded to the call. He, It wasn't what he thought it was going to be. There was a big light, he fell to the ground, and he became blind. Sometimes when we answer this call, maybe you came here and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. (laughs) I always tell the ladies, well, you wanted to come to the home. It's not really what you thought it was going to be, right? A bunch of rules, you know, things laying down the foundation for your life. But, hey, this is going to benefit you. Paul knew that what he was experiencing was going to benefit him. He went blind. But it's okay. If you're struggling and you're trying to answer the call that God has put on your life and you're struggling, it's okay. It's not going to work out. Everything's not going to be perfect right away. But you have to press in past that. Paul knew he was blind. But he trusted the men to lead him to Ananias. He knew that there was somebody out there that was going to tell him what he needed to do. So he went blind without food, without water, it said, for three days. But he answered that call, even though that had to have been difficult. You think about it, that had to have been the most, I mean, his life was disrupted at that point. He was a murderer. He, he he was out there to to crucify Christians. But once God knocked him down, put him blind, and he got up and he's like, okay, I don't even know where I'm going, but hey. And I believe that a lot of the times we're like that in the things of God and in the house of God. But we need to trust God. Even if it's hard, even if, it, even if we don't understand what's going on, God has called you for something. He's chosen you. You're not here for nothing. There's a reason why you're here. And so So answering that call, because right here in uh, chapter 10, verse 10, it says, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And another version that says that that you would be rich and satisfying, that your life would be richly satisfying. God did not call you to not give to you. Okay, God did not call you here, God did not call you to do this, to not bless your life, to not give you life. I think a lot of the times when we hear about God calling us, we get afraid or we're selfish and we don't want to answer. We think, oh, this is just good enough. To this point, we go to a place of where we're just comfortable and we don't want to go beyond that. I've been there, I know. There was times where even in the women's home, Getting comfortable where I was at and saying, this is good enough for me, Lord. This is good enough right here, you know. And, and not understanding, man, that God wanted more for my life. God did not call you here not to bless you. He did. He wants to give you life and life more abundantly. But you have to answer him. He's calling you. You have to answer him. The shepherd, the, the sheep listen to the shepherd. God is calling you. Listen. Listen to him and respond to that call. And right now this is like the the greatest The greatest thing that I believe is that right now as the church is in transition, God is calling us to respond right now. Brothers and sisters, God is calling us to respond to this right now. There's going to be a need. God desires for you to respond to the need in this house. You, this is your home. This is your family. This is where God has called you. He wants you to respond to the need of this house. Okay, we have to get look past ourselves, look beyond everything, because as God begins to this, this explosion, because when the church comes, there's going to be an explosion. I can feel it in my spirit. I just know it inside of me, like something just stirs up, and I'm like, man, we need to respond as his people to the need in this church and in his house. God is calling all of us in this transition to respond to him. Ask yourself today, where am I lacking in my response? Where can I respond stronger? Or where can I ask God to edify me so that I can do this? Where is it that I need God to move inside of me? Where do I need to start believing God for so that I can respond to this? God did not call you just to sit there, but to respond to what he's trying to do in your life. Responding to his word, responding to his love, responding to him, just him. He loves you. I just, I mean, I just get so baffled sometimes when I think about the love of God. I mean, there was a time when I was sitting here in the ministry and I just didn't want to go any further. I was like, man, I don't know if I could even take it if I went any further. Like, I'm surviving barely right here with what I'm doing. And God just said, just listen to me. Just do what I'm telling you to do. Respond to my word. You're giving, I'm giving it to you. You're getting it. Now respond to it because it's not just enough just to know it but we have to do something about it. We need to respond. So this is your season. It doesn't matter where you're at in life or what you're not doing or what you want to do or what you think you should be doing. This is your season. It's not just for all of us that have been here. If you're new, you just barely came. Maybe you didn't experience our other church and you think this is your season to respond now. It's your season to get what God is calling you to have. And so I'm just going to call it, Brother Alberto. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Amen. Well, I'm going to be preaching today on walking with authority. See, if you have your Bibles, can you turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 5? Say amen when you're there. Amen. It says, now, when Jesus entered Capernaum, the centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed and dreadful, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the interior answer, answer to him and says, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority. Heavenly Father God, I come before you, Lord. I just asking that you remove any distraction, anything, Father God, that your words will go forth, Father God, that you speak to your people, Father God, that you empower me, Father God. Use me as a vessel, Father God. I just thank you for this opportunity. We just glorify in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He said, Jesus was a man of authority. Every time he spoke, something happened. See, Jesus stepped into the ocean when Peter was walking and he rebuked the storm and the storm stopped. Every time he spoke, something happened. He spoke out to Lazarus and stepped forward and he woke up and he was dead. He said, Jesus had authority in everything that he did because he had authority. He had power. You see, a person with authority has power see, a person with authority has power. A person without authority has no power. Have you ever been to a house and you're sitting there and all the kids are just hitting you? The dad's like, stop. And they don't listen. See, the man doesn't have authority. doesn't have power because the kids continue to beat you up. See, authority means this. The authority means this. The power to give order or make a decision. The power or right to direct or control someone or something. And it says, the confidence, the quality of someone who knows a lot about something or who is respected, obeyed by others. You see, Jesus was a man of authority. He also gave us the authority. He said, when we speak into something, he has given us the authority to speak into our marriage, into our lives. He said, when we speak, we should have the power to bring it back to life. If something has been dying in your life, God has given you the authority to speak to it. He said, when you speak to it, it should respond back to you. Because you're not speaking on your own authority. You're speaking in the authority of God. So you see, everything responds back with the, with the word of God. It's just amazing that it's just powerful to walk in authority. Authority. You see, every time Jesus just stepped into something, he goes, like, he spoke. Things came back to life. And you got to look in your life. Are you walking with the authority of God? Does your word have impact? When you're going through a trial, you speak to it. Is it having an impact? Are you walking on your own authority or are you walking in the authority of God? Because if you're walking in the authority of God, it's going to remove. If you said remove, it's going to remove. There's power in the authority of God. See, he said, oh, brother, how do you know why I got authority? Well, I'm going to let you know right now. And Luke, not, Luke, um, go to the book of Luke, chapter nine, one, two. It says like this: Then he called his twelve disciples together, and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. You see, he gave them the power and the authority. Power and authority work together. He has empowered us to speak life into our family. He has empowered us to take the land. He has empowered us to rise up and be the man and woman of God that God has called us to be. He has empowered us to step forward and press through, not to get stuck. Maybe you find yourself today stuck. I found myself stuck before. But God told me, you find yourself stuck because you stop walking in my authority. You start doing things on your own, so you started getting funny. He step back in my authority and press through. Because when you walk with me in my authority, you're going to find power. There's power there. Because everything he spoke was with power. And we only find that by walking in the authority of God. So today, maybe you've been you know, you're going through some trials. Speak with it with authority. See, authority is powerful. You see, the, it goes, authority gives you power. Not only does it give you power, it gives you confidence. Because when you're speaking, you know what you're speaking about. When the enemy's trying to come and attack my marriage, I rebuke you. They said, God gave me my marriage. You didn't give me my marriage. I rebuke you. You're a devil. You're a liar. You need to step out the way. Because I'm stepping forward. See, today it's funny because I was excited all morning. Um, I was nervous last night. I was already like, what well, am I going to preach? It says, authority. We need to step on an authority. And I was at work, and I get a text. It says, the devil have put a green light on you. They texted me that. I said, the devil put a green light on you. And I was like, I text back and said, tell the lying devil that I'm walking in the authority of God. See, I didn't take that. I told him I'm walking in the authority of God because there's power. So today, maybe you find yourself without powers who step in the authority of God. You only find authority in the power when you step into his presence. He has empowered us to walk, to be strong. He has empowered us to reach back to our family, to pray for our children. It says, if you look at this, he goes, on the, Luke, it says, Then he called his disciples together and gave them the power and authority of all demons. It doesn't say just one. Whatever is attacking your family, you have authority to rebuke it. Don't get stuck there. Don't get scared of them. He can't harm you. It says right here, all demons and to cure disease. You see, you could pray over your loved ones when they're sick. You have the authority. To rebuke any sickness. You have the authority. It says right here too. It says he sent them to preach. You see, you have the authority to step into the neighborhood and preach the gospel. You have empowered He has empowered you to preach the gospel. You see, what else do you need? That's authority right there. You heard Sister Samantha talking about that it's time for us to rise up. Once you rise up, you need the authority to go and preach the gospel. You don't need... To be a scholar, you don't need to, You just need to rise up and step into the authority and the power of God that you will have an impact when you speak to somebody. I'm not throwing gangs, out, I'm just moving. <laughs> I just get a little excited, right? So we have to step into authority. Allow God to move in your life. Allow God to move in your life, and He will empower you. Walk in His authority, not your own authority. His authority. There'll be power. So you have power over anything that's coming your way. It's all demons. All demons, mother in law. No, <laughs> I'm talking about my mother in law, right? <laughs> so, you've been empowered. So, today I want to open up these altars. Said so maybe you've been feeling defeat, maybe something's been going on in your situation, your house, your children. He said, God has given you authority to get back your children. God has given you authority to get your marriage back. God has given you authority to overcome any drug addiction. God has given you authority to rise and be the man and woman of God that God has called you. God has given you the authority, but it's up to you to walk in it. No one can force you. you got to walk in the authority of God and be the man that God called you to be. Because no one can force you. You have to do it. This is your time to rise up and take authority. Amen. Amen. This is your time. This is the there's a song. This is our time to rise and take the land. We're going into a new place. We need more people to rise, take authority. Let's go together and empower one another to go forward. Amen. So I want to open up these altars. May you be going through something and you need the authority of God to go through it, to press through with the power, with the anointing. This is the time I want to open up these altars that you could come and see God and get empowered. This is the time to rise, church. We need to rise. You see, there was a time I just wanted to sit back. I got too comfortable. And God said, no, I need you to walk in my authority to press through. And this is the time, church. So if you want to stand up, please. And just, altars are open for you. See, whatever situation you find yourself right now, God knows. Because you don't have to tell us. God knows what you're going through. God knows where you need the power. He knows where you need the authority at. Maybe you lost the authority at home. God will restore the authority. See, it's time, church. It's time for us to rise and be the authority to press through and power the power of the anointing that only comes through Jesus. Not through me, not on your own authority, but through Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord.